Welcome to the 13th Hour Podcast. This is episode number 438, and I'm your host, Joshua Blum, and it's the first episode of 2024. It's a ring in the new year on New Year's Day. It's being released. So thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Often what I've done uh, with the New Year's period is I've talked about some goals and things like that that I've either done up to that point or things that have left, maybe left unfinished, things that I'd like to do in the new year. And I would love to know from you, are you a New Year's resolution person? Uh, For the most part, I would say that I am mostly not, but uh, I would say any time of the year is a good time to make a goal and figure out how you're going to accomplish it. Although I will say, I will say this, you find both camps, you know, some people who are fervent about doing New Year's resolutions and and, and the other camp, which is like, ah, it's a waste of time. And, and, you know, it's really just another day. And, you know, so there's two sides of the spectrum, I think, and I can see both points of view. I will say that I think there is something nice. And I, I think on a personal level, as well as a societal level, when people decide that they're going to put positive energy towards things. And that is a, it's really nice, I think, to see that when it happens and to be a part of that and to all be collectively thinking like, how are we going to make our lives and the world a better place? It may not last very long. It may last until maybe the end of January or February, but for a period of time, I think it's nice to be like, okay, this is going to be a better year. I'm not a huge fan of Christmas songs. I think I, in the past, I forget if I did an episode on Christmas songs in the past, I feel like in a couple of years ago I did. Anyway, one of my favorite Christmas songs is this. It's by this band called The Pogues. So if you're familiar with kind of like new wave-ish, uh, what, how do you describe their music? I don't know. I kind of think of them as kind of like The Clash, but I don't know why I do that. Anyway, it, they were, you know, from the 80s and, and popular beyond that as well. But um, it's this song that sometimes will play on the radio. It's called Fairy Tale of New York. And it is, is a duet between a man and a woman. Uh, the woman, I believe, her name is Christy McColl. Uh, she has an interesting story, a sad story, but interesting story. Uh, she she was the person who did the vocals originally and wrote the song, I believe, for there's a song that Tracy Ullman in the 80s got popular for doing called They Don't Know About Us. And she, Christy was the one who originally did that song. And she appears as a backup singer on the Tracy Ullman version. She was famous for that one, and she did the vocals on this particular song. So it's, if you look up Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues, you'll, you'll, you'll hear it, or you can, there's a music video that goes along with it. And it, I think, it, how does it start out? It goes like, It's Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank. <laughs> I figured any song that starts off with Christmas Eve and drunk tank has got to be an interesting one. Um, a drunk tank, if you, I don't know if that's common language uh, in all places of the country or world, but that's a place where in a hospital generally, or sometimes in a police station, that people who are intoxicated will go to sleep it off. And so uh, it's it's a, a story about, well, on Christmas Eve, this guy goes in and he's drunk and he thinks about all the things that uh, in his life that uh, didn't go right, but but also things that he wishes that he has for the upcoming year. And then there's a part of that refrain, and it goes back and forth between him and his either girlfriend or wife or whatever, who he supposedly lured to come to this country, you know, in hope of a better life. Things would be better in New York and they weren't. They were shit just like this year. (laughs) And they, they kind of squabble back and forth. 
And I think there's some, there's, it doesn't always play on the radio because I think there's some language in there that's, that's kind of like dated and offensive. But anyway, it's, it is my, I would say my, my favorite Christmas song, even though it's a non-traditional Christmas song. Cause as you know, holidays can be a very mixed bag and there's this, a lot of expectation that goes with it. I think for many people, even if you don't necessarily celebrate the holidays and uh, the song kind of addresses it. But anyway, part of the ref- the the part uh one of the things that comes up in the verses is that the man part he's he's like okay well next year will be better that's sort of the theme of it is like yeah this is like lousy now but we're gonna make the next year better it's an and i think it's a nice thing to think about like a period of hope and you know it's that you should always have hope in your life right and i think that that's one of the things I remember when I was, you know, when I was writing the Thirteenth Hour originally, the very first draft of it. It was, uh, it was a hopeful period. I would say I was a teenager. I was eighteen, I think, and I had or or nineteen. I don't remember exactly, but I had just graduated from high school. So I think that part is hopeful. There's a lot of things that you put in a, you know, a yearbook or you know those those high graduation speeches. I didn't give one or anything like that, but you people are often thinking about, oh, this is another chapter, new chapter in my life, and da, 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 all these other things like that. But I, 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 for the most part, I hated high school. It was just a lousy period of time, and so it wasn't a, it wasn't, a, it was, it was, a, it was a. Okay, let's move on to something better because the last part has been rather ass. So I think from that perspective, I think it was, it was a cautiously optimistic. Uh, view because it's one thing to think about things a trajectory of things it's going to continue to get better because it has been that 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 period of time those those periods those years and and then of course middle school right before i think middle school is horrendous for most people so you know that that had not been terribly great Uh, so i think when i was writing the 13th hour i was thinking like well i haven't experienced this yet but there's going to be a period of time where things are going to get better. And it was sort of a hopeful message for myself. So I think there is positivity in that. The world is what we make of it. We can, there's power in dreaming big and all those messages that are contained within that book. So it's, it's, it's a product of its time, I think. But I will, I will say, you know, it's been whatever, how many years since that? It's been over 20 years. And my view is largely the same. It has not really changed that much. Uh, if anything, it's probably gotten strengthened because you know, there's 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 a steady stream of bad stuff that will continue to happen in life. But and and certainly, uh, I've been fortunate enough that things have not as been as bad as they could have been. I think. Uh, but I think that you know, regardless of whatever your lot is in life, that uh, if we make the decision to make things a little bit better on a day-to-day basis, maybe just even incrementally better, there's a chance for tomorrow, you know, a better tomorrow. And I think that's, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons why I like films like The Rocketeer, because they they take an optimistic view on life, life, and why uh, I guess I like the idea of fairy tales, even the darker ones, because they they offer a little bit, there's often a little lesson, a little nugget to take away from it. Because if you take that and you run with it and you do something with it, then there's a chance that your life could be better. And so I guess it's it's how you look at it. But anyway, I was thinking about the different things that uh, have happened up to this point. You know, I I think luck uh, is, is, a, is a factor in luck and timing and uh, these other un- uncontrollable things maybe it's karma, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, they count for so much of what we we do or what we're able to do. So I think uh, this past year was uh, quite lucky. A lot of different things came together uh, in a overall good way. 
Um, so I won't go through many of them because uh, at the, this point it doesn't necessarily pay to list them. But I was happy with a lot of the different things that I was able to do uh, this year. And I think a lot of that had to do with just timing the stars aligning in a particular way that they were able to happen. I set forth a number of goals at the beginning of the year. I was just looking at them. I didn't accomplish all of them. I think if you're accomplishing all of your goals, then then they're probably not high enough because some things are big enough or voluminous enough that you will just not be able to do them all in the span of a year. A year, in a way, is not necessarily that long. I think uh, I mean, there's different schools of thought on this sort of stuff, but I mean, if you look at how many practices. I think in Japan, they take a, a view of a lot of day-to-day practices as like routines in almost a meditative way. So if you're going to learn the practice of, I don't know, flower arranging or archery or something like that, it's something that you're going to put into your life and, and incorporate hopefully as a part of your day. And it's not necessarily about arranging the flowers or hitting the target, although that's part of it, but it's about what those things do to you while you are doing them. So it's a practice as opposed to an end goal of just, well, let me complete this vase of flowers and then go on to the next one because I've gotten that one off the list, right? It's like fulfilling an order. It's not that, it's the process of doing. The same with shooting the bow or whatever these other things are. I think this built-in idea that this is something you're gonna do for the long haul. You're not just gonna do it once or twice and then, or accomplish a goal and check it off a list. It's a, it's a practice that you build into your life. So I think of uh, some of the goals that I had were long-term practice type things where, uh, for example, I wanted to work on certain things like getting more sleep or working on flexibility or, other things like that, that I I worked on those things and I got better at those things, not always consistently, but overall, that was a consistent theme throughout the year. And uh, there'll be the same goal next year, variations of it, like it'll be more intense, like it or uh, like it'll be instead of reaching this particular mark, I want to go beyond that a little bit, but it'll be a similar theme because obviously if you're not continuing to grow and, and change and push yourself a little bit, push the envelope just a little bit more, and you're not probably going to achieve a whole lot of difference in your results, right? So, for example, like as a uh, just as a literal manifestation of this, I'm recording this actually on this machine. <laughs> you might think it's a torture rack. It's a it's a it's a stretching machine, and it's one of these things. If you've uh, you can probably hear it in the background as I crank it. It's, uh, you put your legs in it, you sit in it, you put your legs in it, and it has two pads to uh, kind of hold your calves, and then you crank it, and it moves your legs outward in a straddle. And as you sit on it, you work on groin or adductor flexibility. It's one of those areas that I wanted to work on. You could definitely use some uh, flexibility, more flexibility in that area. Sitting in this particular chair, you initially it's uncomfortable. However, over time, you get used to it. And I think that's the, the interesting thing about any kind of discomfort that we have is that we, we get used to, we can get used to just about, it was just about anything, maybe there's a certain thing, but we can get used to a lot. We really can. We can get used to a certain level of discomfort and after a while, it starts to be, feel habitual. And then once we get to that point, we're like, hmm, well, I didn't think I could do this, but then we can do more and more. And so that's, it's a literal kind of manifestation of that. It's like, initially it's painful, but then you body relaxes and you are no longer in as quite much, as, as quite a pain as you were initially. And then you can actually crank the dial further and go further than you thought you could.
So I think that's a, a useful analogy, I think, for a lot of these things, making small little changes uh, as opposed to overarching ones, I think have been helpful for me. Uh, so there are some goals that I've noticed on my list that were very, very big, and they, they didn't necessarily have a particular plan or whatever. It, they were more like wishes, I guess you could say. That was the theme in the 13th hour, like have a wish. And, you know, and I think that's a good, there, there's a part at the end where I think maybe Logan and Aurora are talking to Alfred. Alfred is the the character who the story kind of gets told to. And they're saying, like, it's good to have dreams, it's good to have wishes and all those kinds of things like that. But you want to make them practical to put into your life and, and set into action. And I think that's a useful analogy to or a useful thing. I was probably also talking partly to myself in that regard, too, because, you know, sometimes we'll have things that we put on our lists uh, of things to do. And we have no idea how we're actually going to accomplish those things. And, and they're so big that we're like, I don't even want to start. Starting, I think, is often the hardest part. And sometimes setting things in motion so that it can happen over the course of time. We set things in motion. We're like, okay, I'm going to start at this point. I don't know if that's going to ultimately get me to my goal, but it's at least going to get me to the next step. One of the more useful pieces of advice that I've ha I've gotten and I've gotten in numerous different ways by, by many different people is, is that sometimes you just need to focus on the next step. You have an overarching goal of where you want to go. Maybe you're trying to motivate somebody. Maybe you're trying to accomplish something yourself, whatever, is that let's just see if we can get yourself or that other person to the next incremental part of this journey, the next step on the ladder. They're not ready for the other part yet. But can you get them to the next step and build on that and continue and continue and continue? I think when it comes to uh, this is a this is an example podcasts. I you know this is episode four hundred and something or four hundred thirty eight, and you know if if many many people do not when they start a podcast don't make it past whatever you know seven or twenty one or whatever those magic numbers are uh, because when you think about the the volume of them you know, just to do, you know, 100 episodes, 200, 300, whatever, it just seems so many. But when we when we do one at a time, it's not so bad. And you just continue doing it. When we, when we think about getting guests, uh, I made a show that it's not dependent on guests for the very reason that I knew that uh, it takes often time to get guests involved in shows. And it has, you know, there's, uh, it often will take time, months, sometimes years to uh, to build a relationship with people because ultimately what you're doing is you're building a working relationship and sometimes a friendship with people in order for them to trust you to come on a show and, and talk. Uh, even if it's something about they're very passionate about, they love talking about, but you know, you put a microphone in, in sometimes in front of people and they get uncomfortable. They feel self-conscious and they have to trust you in order to do that. And that takes time to build those kind of relationships and, and not just to do it as a point of like, well, I just want to have a guest and then move on to the next thing. It's like a, a flower arranging thing. It's about the process. It's about, it's about actually getting to know that person as a person, having them as a part of your life where the podcast sort of starts to feel like, why haven't we done this sooner? Right. And it takes time to get to that point. And you know, you're on the right track when you're like uh, people are like when you start talking and you already feel like you know each other because you you do. And it doesn't all work out that way. Of course, there's many where it's just a don't know the person. You have no working relationship. But then the very first time you do now you do. And then then you build on it going forward. At least that's the way I think of it. Now, if you were doing a show, I think that requires podcast guests every single time. I think it's a lot harder to do. But then I will say that you can always have people back. And if you look at many shows that have been running on and on and on for years, 
they often do have recurring guests because they already have that working relationship. It's so much easier. So I won't belabor the point, but I, I, I think that if you have any inkling of doing New Year's resolutions or things like that, I, I don't think they're a bad thing to do. I, I think, uh, I think if, we, if you think about them in a way that's realistic for your life and setting out a goal uh, and, then a, and then a way to accomplish it, I think that's an overall positive thing to do. This is just as good an excuse as any. I don't think you have to wait until the new year to do it. I think you can do it any time of the year, honestly. But why not do it now? Because this is now the new year. With that said, welcome to 2024. I hope you have a great week and a great year. And thank you for listening. I will talk to you again next time. Hey, a couple of last minute things before you go. Thanks for listening to this show. If you liked it, you can find many more on the website 13thr.wordpress.com or on your favorite podcasting platform. You can often find behind the scenes information about this show and other things that I do on social media, such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You'll see links to those in the show notes. Sometimes people will ask me, how can I help contribute to the show or other things that, that I do? And probably one of the easiest ways is by going over to Facebook and looking up the Facebook group called 13th Hour Arts. And it's a place for not only to discuss these kinds of things, but also for you to share your own creative process and the things that you're doing that bring meaning to your life. You can also do things that are entirely free, such as leaving a review for a book, music, this particular podcast, share it with friends, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, email me, W-R-I-T-E-J-O-S-H-U-A-B-L-U-M at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions and comments. You can also leave a one-time donation over at Coffee, and that's K-O-F-I slash 13THHR. It's basically like a virtual tip jar, kind of like the sort of thing like a piano player might have at a bar or something like that. For a small amount, you can also leave a donation on a monthly basis at Patreon, and that helps bring new things to this particular show and to support future projects. And that's at 13th Hour Arts. It's also a place for patrons to share their own creative process and the things that bring inspiration and meaning to them. I hope by sharing a little bit of the creative process in this particular show, it gets people to cultivate that aspect of their own life and to remember that those things are important, even if you are an adult and you may not have time for it. Hopefully by paying attention to those aspects of your own life, you can remember your own dreams and aspirations and help create a world and make a world that you want to be in. And at the end of the day, that's sort of what the 13th hour is about. So thanks as always for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.